I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> now, because you're not on your regular show, yeah, you're yeah. you can swear. Panic. Mm-hmm. You can swear if you want to. Mm-hmm. Get it out of your yeah, system. I feel like you don't want to. No, just like, because the... the, the the temptation is just to blurt out cunt. <laughs> but then part of me's thinking, could I be more inventive than that? And the truth is, probably not. <laughs> well, there, there's only about three good, solid curse words. Which are? Cunt. Yeah. Fuck. Mm. Probably prick. I quite like, yeah, prick's pretty good. I quite like prat. Really? <laughs> no, it's not really Pratt. a curse word, but mm, when yeah. my, you know, it's like an olden days one. Oh, but my mum and dad said, "What a prat!" What a prat! I think that's pretty good. I like bell end is really good. Bell-end. You can really throw a bit of vitriol yeah, yeah. at bell end. Yeah. Yeah. I like the sort of n- not very offensive ones like Wally. Numpty. <laughs> yeah. Numpty. I always go with when I stub my toe or something spontaneously swear. I always say fuck a duck. Fuck good. a bum bum. There's a video of me and my sister when we're kids, and no word of a lie. We're jumping on the bed naked. We're probably about, I'd say, four and four and two, and we're going, "Fuck a bum 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 bum, fuck a bum bum." So like how a, on earth? It's like crazy frog. Yeah, crazy but how on earth did we know? We didn't know what "fuck a bum bum" oh. actually meant. But somehow we knew <laughs> but it. Somehow like, yeah. it was in our system. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so you should jingle. I'll I'll do an intro. Do it. Welcome to Excitable Boy, the Excitable Boy podcast. I've already already messed that up. Hello. Welcome to (laughs) episode four of the Excitable Boy podcast. I'm Josh Weller. With me, as always, is Tim Dubry. Hi. You've you've relegated him to the role of Garth from Wayne's World there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's a bit of a weird show this week in that... um, when we had Leanne on last week, we thought, well, we can't ever do the podcast alone again, ever, because it will be shit. <laughs> so we tried to book some guests, and we sort of inadvertently booked two guests. Uh, and so joining us today, we have Jeff Lloyd, Absolute Radio's Drive to Home Time. Hi. Not Drive Time. Yeah, right. Drive Time's to Jeremy Clarkson. Again. Drive <laughs> Time's to Simon Mayer. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. My uh, far more successful competitor. <laughs> <laughs> now that's Chris Evans. <laughs> and uh, Gemma Arterton. Hello. Hello. You're right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I can't help but feeling like you asked me to do your podcast and you thought, you know what? No one's going to be interested in hearing him. Who can, who can we get on really to beef it up? And that's why Gemma's doing it too. Do you know what yeah. it really is? Yeah. Is yeah. that I remember um, you telling me a few years ago that she texted in your radio show. Yes. When for something like you were playing a cigarros or you asked yeah. for something I like asked that. For so I thought it might actually be I thought maybe but I could plant the seeds of a lifelong friendship. Well, well we are mates, yeah. Isn't it? A bit. Well, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Well, no, that's how it started. And, and, and I'm not like one of those people who has friends who I actually see. So I, may, I keep everybody at arm's length. Yeah. But yeah. I feel we have a nice, like, occasional texting Yeah, the old, the old text yeah. and the old sort of seeing each other. Because Gemma's a very sociable, warm, likeable person. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm very uncomfortable in my own skin and rarely leave the house. So. I think that's a bit of a, a guise that you think you're actually quite comfortable. No, I'm so deeply too. uncomfortable. Even at this moment in time, I have a knot in my stomach. <laughs> really? Yeah, just by... Your body language is very different how, how it, sometimes you, when you I can tell you're not quite relaxed you could, now or when we're, no this whole since we got here you're you sweating s- profusely <laughs> mm. here's, here's mm. the thing I never love being in somebody else's house because I think it's difficult to, to, to escape I, yeah. if you go out for dinner with somebody the, it has a structure neutral territory yeah right. it's neutral territory and when the bill comes you know it's time to leave yeah. if you're in somebody's house it, it's very open ended you can leave at any time Jeff you know that I won't be offended Okay. We're in my house, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then that's that's You know, that's please good to don't know. feel yeah. that you can't get out. Well, do you want a timeout? Okay, <laughs> no, that's, that's good to know. Go sit on the stairs. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm slightly worried because my my IBS has been really uh, playing up. Well, the, the, t- the toilet, there's two toilets. It's m- emotional love stress. <laughs> but I don't feel like I know you well enough to do a poo it's in okay. your house. Well, you can go to the other toilet at the end of the house so we don't Yeah, but it's it. not, no, no, it's not the smart. Often I'd say, say that to guests. Do you have a, I you have a guest? Yeah. Say, if you're going to poo, go to but the other toilet. It's good I have, to get these things out. Yeah, just, just, just don't feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's also good to get your poo yeah. out. My, it's not the, my poos generally are quite odourless. That's what they all say. No, no, no. It's really, they're not that bad. They're not that, they're not that bad. But the problem is not the doing it. It's the it's the awkward where I'd be more than three minutes and you'd know. Yeah, we'll probably hear the plop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my main problem. Is you know when you're at a restaurant, you go, I'm just going to run to the loop. You, you know you've got to take. You have them. to do yeah. tactical poo. Yeah, I count down from twenty. What is a tactical be... poo? What? Well, a tactical poo is where. If you know it's going to be a big one, then you, there's no way you can do it and you're in a restaurant. You have to yeah. like, sort of think uh, about it. Because you're going to be, first of all, you're in the restaurant, people are going to come into the toilet after you and know that you've done a massive poo. Mm. Yeah. And if it smells, <laughs> that's not nice for the other diners. Can't it? you blame someone else? No, because go it's the really, Obviously, way. the person that was in it yeah, before yeah, yeah. me. Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just leave and just go, oh, God, it stinks in there. That prick over there. I've been recently where I went to make a bowel movement in a restaurant and I went into the only cubicle and it was already blocked. Oh. But but you know it's like your, your your bowel it's had the signal it's all it's systems go, to go but you can't stop it. There's no going back. So I had to then go on top of somebody else's movement uh-huh. and then it wouldn't flush. And then there was somebody waiting for the cubicle. No. Where was it poo? And then so there's like no... A... But they would know that you had done that poo. Yeah, but I wanted to say to them, just so you know, I left that one behind, but I, I'm not a leader. I didn't do I, the yeah. two... The one <laughs> yeah, before. yeah. I shot the sheriff, but I didn't shoot the deputy. <laughs> <laughs> so was there a layer of toilet tissue separating, with, like a little trifle? Yeah. Little milfoy. Oh, I feel like we're really dragging the, um, the standard of your podcast. No, it's fine. It's I, I bet Leanne Nervous really was like, you know, not talking about poo. She, no, she, no, she was very classy. She asked me this week to edit. She was like, I really want to send it to my mum, but that, can you edit out the bit where you asked me if Prince shaves his balls? That was like <laughs> the, So there was like a few bits I've had to cut out to send to her. Right. right. So her mum can listen to it. Uh, I, I, nice. I love talking about bowel movements, but I do find that half the people get very angry if you talk about a fart or a bowel movement. This is so lowbrow, you're so disgusting, is that but the best you can do? But they also love silly 
Come on. Half the, people, I, look, half the people love it. I mean, yeah. I could talk about it almost could endlessly. About it all day We're going well. for the shit demographic. That's yeah. a good demographic. Yeah, yeah, they are good. the good people. You've got to nail those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think pooing is a... I ge- and I'm not. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. I'm deadly serious. I'm deadly serious. I, I I'm a professional. Does your day yeah. revolve around when and how? Yeah, the, I'm worried pay. that the older I'm getting, I'm more like I'd need to be in my base. <laughs> like, there's a few places in Central London. Foyle's Bookstore, great place to go poo. Oh, really? Uh, downstairs at Liberty, wonderful. Like, there's a. <laughs> I know one near the shoes. So like, I've, I, in recent years, I've liked as a little treat to myself. If I can feel it coming on when I'm in central London, I'll go into Claridge's or the Royal Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really do a luxurious. Why not treat yourself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you deserve it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's, I think finding a new poo place is a genuine excitement. I, mm. Genuinely, I don't. I don't tell anyone. You know. Does anybody <laughs> else around the table wet wipe? No, I used to, but... Uh, but you have to have them with you at all times then, therefore. Oh, I'm, I only do it in the home, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, in the home, okay. Are you wet wiping in the home? Why yeah, do you wet wipe? No. Because it's luxury. It's, lux- it's like... Do you take them with you? No, they're at home, by the lavatory. Next but do you not find you have that, that moisture in between? No, yeah. here's what you do. You dry wipe, followed by a wet wipe. But then it's still wet. Then you're dry No, wipe. what I would do is wet wipe, then dry wipe. I'd go dry, wet, dry. But then, <laughs> yeah, you feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then, if you use the dry on the wet, then the toilet paper starts coming apart, and you're left with those yeah, the little, remnants. Yeah, yes, yeah. The little which actually, yeah. I've seen those remnants on your bum actually. Yeah, we, we really need to Are go into that. I've seen Jeff's. I, I've never seen yours. No, you haven't. Show us your bum, Josh. <laughs> I've gone through phases of sending Josh photographs of my bowel movements. Mm. Before now, if I've done a particular. There's a website one. where you can um, rate my poop. Yeah, no. rate the yeah, poop. Yeah. Damn! Whenever I have Never. a good idea, somebody's thought of it first. <laughs> you yeah. you named one of your poos that you sent to me, mm. and, what was it? and I'm not kidding. It was how many inches long? Do you think this one poo was? The the thing about it was, it was it, it sat. Probably seven Did inches. Did you measure? Of... Did you measure? No, I'm, I'm guesstimating. Yeah, okay. Take measure out. <laughs> it, it probably sat six or seven inches above the water level. That was the odd thing. But then about it would it. have had to have touched the bottom as well. Yeah, yeah. So it looked like mm. an eel it was really emerging. Long. Yes. Oh Jesus Christ! You called it the brown swan. The brown swan. Yeah. The brown swan. I wish I could get a picture of it, but I w- I'd have to stop recording. Mm. In order to do too that, bad, too but bad. it was. I'll show you afterwards. Yeah. Oh, we'll put it up when we when we post the podcast. <laughs> we'll post the photo of the. Of Thank the you. <laughs> as long as it's out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. It was a wonderful movement. Thank man. you. It was one long. Thank you. One solid. Good movement. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll ever better it. Both like in a bowel oh, movement way, or in my career, that, or anything you else in my know life. That, you don't think You can't so? know that. What can I possibly achieve in life, Gemma, that would be greater than that at this stage? I'm over the hill, I'm 40. Different types of shapes of poo. Yes. <laughs> Different <laughs> colours of poo. That would be incredible. Green poo. Because you can turn it red quite easily. You can turn it beet, beet, eat beetroot. Yeah. Green poo, you mm. just eat greens all the time. But to multicolour it, I mean, that would like be a trick. Like those trip, genetically modified no. roses. That yeah. Are really multicoloured, do that with your own poo. Yeah, yeah. Just See, there were many. Things. You, okay, you've given me something to aim for. Uh, Jackson Pollock poo. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. You were doing the the Jackson Pollock. You your hand motion suggested Jackson Pollock, but yeah. you started it before you said yeah, it. So, yeah. And I thought you were being a producer and saying, "Move on, move on, <laughs> move on." <laughs> move on. <laughs> Just uh, wrap up the uh, yeah. We could poo. stay on poo for a we bit. Could do. I was kind of hoping that you could, um, Jeff, seeing as you're a seasoned professional in, with a uh, history in broadcasting. 
Mm. The last a, bit is definitely a, true. A successful mm. history in broadcasting. Last well, eighteen months, not so much, but generally speaking, <laughs> <laughs> you you are you're a you know you're a, a brilliant DJ, and we have only done three podcasts. So I was mm. kind of hoping I could ask you some advice on mm. how to interview people mm. and it's an it's brilliant because Gemma is here and yeah. I can then ask her the questions well I think so she can tell me if I'm crossing the line your yeah. ideas. so I think the important thing is to get your guests back up straight away and maybe maybe make them clam up okay mm. really no of course not no I'm just trying to undermine his career yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was meant to do remember that time when I was meant to do this email um, this phone live phone chat with Jeff on his show and I was driving, and he called me live, and I was live on air, and I went, shit! <laughs> I answered and I went, shit, I can't, I can't speak right now. You were like, well, do you want to find a place to park? And I yeah, called yeah. you back. I don't think you knew you were live, I did didn't you? know I was live. Did you say shit on air? Yeah, I did, yeah. Did you have to apologise? He yeah, just paid, I, like, pixie yeah, I think, I, I think that shit is fine every now and again. You can't. Shit's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I once had Malcolm McLaren... Uh, called Jimmy Savile, yeah. Uh, called Jimmy Savile, a necrophiliac cunt. On a radio show <laughs> I was working on, and as that happened, I thought, well, that that was a, that was a, that was a career. I mean, I wonder what I'll do next. I, I really thought that was it over. And this was when Jimmy Savile was still alive and um, would have would have been able to sue for that. What was this? Want? Was this national? Uh, no, it was on radio in Manchester at the time, Great. so it sort of got away with it. But that was. Uh, that was rough. <laughs> that was that's wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. don't let that happen. When we interview Gemma, don't let that happen. No, no that's uh, my advice. Don't. What, what's a necrophiliac? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question to ask Gemma. I mean, that's a yeah, good icebreaker. Yeah. What is a necrophiliac? Um, is someone that has an obsession with necks? I don't know. I think, no. I think that might I think be right. That, yeah. right. I think that Jimmy Savile would have meant that surely. I thought it was someone who's allergic to wheat. Celeriac. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. So. Jeff. Josh. When you get a guest in. Yeah. How do you soften it? How do you, eat, how do you make them relax? Well, I like to keep them away from the studio for as long as possible. So if they come in, there's usually like 30 seconds to go on the record, uh, during which time I'll ju- just get them to test the microphone. Because I don't like to make small talk before the record goes on. Because mm. I think, save, save the awkward small talk for, the, for on the air. Mm. So I think you've already combated that. You turned up at Gemma's house. She Late. B- before she had chance to ask you how you are, make pleasantries, you plugged a microphone in. Yeah. You'd... Started Scaling. snooping on her in, in essence, so you, you've already done that quite well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she made us coffee. Yeah, with almond milk, nutty no, milk. No, mine's. I, I went black. black. How do you milk a nut? I actually know how you do it. How do you, you do soak it? the nut in water for at least twenty-four hours? So you have to do it in a ba- big batch. Then you blend them up so fine that it becomes a big like, wet pulp. Then you put the pulp in a muslin cloth. And let the water, which has now been got all of the juiciness of the, the nut, drain through, and it that is the milk. Wow! Have you ever milked an animal? Yes, I've milked a goat before in and what, a cow. In what context? Um, it was for a part. I played a, a milkmaid. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so did you have like a, a milking coach? I did have a milking lesson with a stupid little goat. And their teeth are really piddly. So mm. <laughs> and they sort of did you start on the goat? So, so, you, you, so you could started, do the cow? Started on the goat for practice. And then upgrade. on the set, they're like, oh, here's the fucking massive cow. <laughs> which I was really shit at milking a cow. And mm. You know, the thing is, is when you milk a cow, it goes in any direction it wants to go. It's a real skill to be able to do that. Sort of whatever. How many uh, without spurting your eye? How many udders does it? Four. It has four udders. Yeah. And it's a question of like pulling and then squeezing you it against to, the yeah, bottom, you, isn't you it? Yeah. You have to sort of trap. You have to get it from the top and trap it. The t- the teat. Mm-hmm. And then you have to sort of do this with Manipulate your hand. Manipulate it down. You have to sort of concertina your hand <laughs> down the teat <laughs> to squeeze the milk out. It, it amazes me. And but I... it's hard because even when you've got it, it might not go into the bucket. That was what I found really And was there any stage where you thought, I'm not good at this, they're going to have to get in a milking double? You know what what they did do there, because there was three, there was Rebecca Stacey. Was this Clash of the Titans? (laughs) (laughs) It's on the Bond film. (laughs) Um, There was three of us and Jodie Whittaker and we were all sitting there and we were all rubbish at it and they ended up shooting just my head and my hands, like my shoulder movement doing that so it looked like I was... I was so bad. Do you think you don't think you could confidently, if we bought a cow in right now, you could confidently? I would give it a go. I might even be better these days. Well, we have a surprise for you. (laughs) (laughs) That that business of standings and doubles on films fascinates me. So you're you're doing you're doing a part, right? And you've said your bits, and then they need to get it from a different angle. Yeah. So they just like find somebody with similar hair to you, and you can go for a sit down. It depends if you're speaking or if. Like, if you've got a stunt double, sometimes with my stunt double, she you can shoot her up to her eye, and it looks mm. like me. She really is that good. Yeah. Well, with your stunt double, do you uh, do you get friendly with your stunt double? Yeah, she's friendly. Do you use her oh, in every film? Yeah. She oh, does really? every movie for you? She does now, because she's such a good double for me. I heard that Daniel Craig's stunt double gets two million a film now. No. That's what I heard for the for the. For I know the that series. guy. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I think. Has I, he started wearing nicer watches? <laughs> <laughs> Two million a film. That's what I heard. No. no I Where did you hear it from, John? I heard it from a friend of his girlfriend. Ah. Mm. But maybe it's just one million. Maybe it just goes. Maybe around. it's only one million. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it just goes around bragging. There are always such round numbers that are banded about, aren't they? Yeah. Like nobody's ever like on one point two five. No, but yeah. tax deductible as well. You got to think about before, after tax. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So if Daniel Craig's stunt double is getting two million, then really with agent fees, tax, whatever else he has to pay, probably he's only getting. It must be weird though if you're doing like God, that's so shit. Yeah, yeah. Like if he lost loads of weight for his next, if Daniel Craig had to lose loads of weight, I guess the stunt he would double. He have to. Yeah. But then would he do this? Does he like text him and go, "Hey man, what's you know what what, yeah. what are you at?" Yeah. What yeah, did you eat? What's your diet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you friends with your double in real life? Yeah. So do you, do you hang out and then the people are like, do you think those two girls look identical? Well, not because in real life when you're not wearing the costume and stuff, you don't. But 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 I've got pictures of me and all my... Once I had three stunt doubles in one movie and we all had the same outfit on, the same hair, the same everything. <laughs> and people would be like, Gemma or Maya or whatever and be confused. Like, so in your case, it would be a very flattering thing to say, look, we want you to be Gemma's double. Like, in, in my case, it would be an awful thing to say to who somebody. Who do you think you would be, who would, who would be your who double? Who would be your double? Well, I was only... Or who would you double? If well, you I was only talking about this yesterday. All the people you've ever been told that you look like mm, mm. so I've had Mick Hucknall right <laughs> uh, Josh told me I look like the, the little boy from Up the other day <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do not yeah, you do. yeah. He does- 
is yeah, it? Yeah, when that boy's old enough, he's gonna. Will I am? You definitely look like a white ginger ale. Will I am? I've had that. I've had. Chris Evans, Jarvis Cocker, James Spader. Mm. None of these people look anything like each other. Jarvis Cocker and the boyfriend. I can see that. Up. I can't really see the. Look at this little mouth, though. I've got a tiny mouth. What is that? Okay, the boy's name in that is called like. I can't remember the yeah, boy scout. Is, yeah, but he doesn't. Jeff doesn't. He's cute anything though, like, and he has a heart of gold. But he's really <laughs> chubby. The young explorer. Harry yeah, Knowles. Right, yeah. Do you know who Harry Knowles is? From uh, Take That? No, you need to Google Beyonce's it. Beyonce's brother. He's <laughs> <laughs> this obese white um, ginger film critic who I think is so obese that he's in... Like, he, oh he, my God, I've met him. Right. So he's I think, massive. Yeah, so, I think he even is in a wheelchair. Yeah, right? he is because he's... he's yeah. Yeah, he so I get told I look like him. <laughs> so I mean, it's a very wide I think that could be the worst. Yeah. Worst. <laughs> I don't know, Mick Hucknall's pretty bad. Some people started singing Simply Red songs at me in a... Bar on New Year's Eve once and it ruined ruined New Year. It ruined that year, it set the tone. Have you seen what Mick Hucknall looks like nowadays? Yes, yes. looks what the same, he? just older. Has he got um, has he got ginger hair still? Is he yeah, and gray? his face is kind of bloated and he's very he's a, red of colour. He's a crazy yeah. womanizer, wasn't he? Back here. Was and he still, everything he's, he's got and yeah. he's got a you know he had that diamond. No, he had that diamond in his tooth. Yeah. He's got he, no, he's got one in every tooth now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Um, I feel like you've really uh, done a good job of softening up everyone at the table. I mean, it's a real gift. It's himself, a real though, gift. No, I feel himself, like I'm learning yeah. a lot. It's, it's not my job to keep the ball in the air here. No, but I think it's, it it's really great to, to see you uh, always be in the moment. Because whenever I'm, while we're podcasting at the moment, I don't know about you, but I'm mm. always thinking, fuck, what do I say next? Mm. You know? And I think it's... it's but Jeff's like, used to it though, isn't he? He, he do the radio. Yeah, although day. my anxiety dream, as I was telling my therapist earlier, is being in a radio studio with with nothing. You know, no record to go to, no advert to go to, is nothing written down. Is that your anxiety dream? Yes, what is yours? Mine is teeth falling out. Oh yeah, also, really? Also, mine is eating loads at a buffet so much <laughs> that I think, oh no, like I'm gonna be a massive fat bitch. And then I wake up and go, Thank fuck for that. <laughs> <laughs> do, you go, do you go like high five like yourself? Like eating a whole cake in one like in the dream, and then during the dream going, no, why? <laughs> what is it about the human brain that you never learn? Like, so if you if you go out tonight and you eat a bunch of stuff, you eat a pizza and think, fuck it, I'm gonna have a pudding as well. Like in your head, I'm sure you're thinking, well, oh, that's it, I'm gonna be obese tomorrow. Yeah. Like, that never happens. It only happens, it happens happen. gradually yeah. over a period of time. But you can't help it. Then you're looking at your body and think. Yes, I'm there it is. Now. I put on three dress sizes. <laughs> <laughs> but do you not think that? you can see it when you get home? When you look in the mirror? You can feel a bit bloated. You can. Yeah, but you're not. But, but you're that. not. You can't go from. You, you can't. I think my. I think genuinely, if I have a big dinner, I get home and I look. You're a bit bloated, Josh, but that's. that's no, no, no. I think I look like ET no, when I get home and I've got. <laughs> I, I, I think it just pops Skinny arms, yeah. big belly. Just that just gross big belly, bad posture. Have you got long fingers? Yeah, he has actually. Those are quite nice fingers. They're bony they're fingers. Yes, Tim. Your fingers. It's quite short and stubby. But can I measure mine against your sure, tiny sure. hands? Sure, I have tiny hands. Yeah, yeah. Me mine too. are much smaller than yours. Yeah, we're the same size. And Gemma, so what, that's uh, Tim and Je- whose hands are bigger exactly than Gemma and I have identical sized hands. hands. Who's was bigger, than mine or Gemma's? Josh wins the big hands. I don't think I do. Look at his hands here. So I have a tiny penis. There's no correlation. I never realised that it was a thing for girls looking at a man's hands. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Really? I've started looking oh, at yeah. women. Like an attractive yeah. hand is a real oh, thing, yeah. isn't what? it? What? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's like almost as important as an attractive shoulder um, or whatever. What constitutes an attractive shoulder? Something that looks like it can, you know, it's just nice and strong. A bit of heft. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a little bit, but like broad, strong. Sweat me, patch, nervous know, disposition. Hairiness. <laughs> you know, Nazi yeah. all over. Mm. But hands are very important because <laughs> it's quite hard for a man to have good hands though because I like strong hands that have sort of been through a bit. Mm. <laughs> That's none of us. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. if a man has got like really soft hands, I don't like that. Can I tell a story? It's like probably like one and a half minutes long, but I'm worried about dominating. No, like, go for it. No, 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 no. no. So I'm, I'm, we, we, just, I am, we have nothing. so much. So Gemma, is, you're a big fan of the band Elbow. You yes. really love that band. And they <laughs> just came in and played a session for me at work. Now, I started off on local radio in Manchester about the same time as they started off as a band that I used to play them early on. So... Every couple of years when they bring a record out, I see them and, and like there's this familiarity. But what you must never... Conv- and this is good advice for you with your interviews, Josh. What you must never confuse that familiarity it's with friendship. is friendship. Okay. Right? <laughs> because it's not the same thing. No. So, so anyway, over the years, I've, I've met Elbow a number of times and they, they're just such a lovely band in the way that so many bands aren't. They like each other, blah, 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 blah. And then on top of that, when Twitter became a thing, I started following the various members on Twitter and have a certain amount of interaction, especially with Craig, the keyboard player. Okay? This is, this is the background that you need to know. Yeah. Any questions on that? No, I, w- I think we've <clears throat> No, okay. keep going. Good. So, so Elbow come in to play this session the other week. I'm nervous because it's in front of an audience, and I always get nervous in front of Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. In front of an audience. So I'm sitting in my little studio waiting to go and uh, host this session and uh, my producer comes and knocks on the door. He says, right, we're ready. He gives me the microphone. He says, do you want to say hello to the band beforehand? I said, yeah, yeah. So I walk through a crowd of people. I'm feeling anxious about that. I knock on the door there behind the performance area in, in a meeting room and I knock on. And I don't know, how do you feel about walking into a room full of people and saying hello to like six people simultaneously? I think if it was my radio show, I'd be after 15 years doing that I'd be pretty comfortable well, I don't there's no, no, no situation if I walk into a room with five of my best friends I'm anxious about saying hello because I suddenly feel very self-conscious and on display so this, these aren't five of my best friends they're a band that I like and respect and I've got to go in front of an audience of it. so I knock on the door I walk in and say hello and they're lovely and they say hello and I'm anxious and I think I've got to talk so I start babbling I see Kate. is this with the, sorry to interrupt is this with the microphone well, it's, in my, it's in my hand it's in my hand and are you so, talking into the no, mic no no no, like, no, no. Just, this, is just, just pre- this is just pre like okay. hi guys I'm not seeing you for a while so I then spot Craig the keyboard player at the corner of my 
guy. And I say, hello, my tiny-mouthed friend. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks at me like, why did you say that? And they sort of do an uncomfortable (laughs) laugh. And they're like, why do you? And I realise, oh, you don't understand why I've said that. Rewind. Why did you right, say that? Right, what I said that was two years ago, I was, I was on Twitter and my wife had been teasing me about my tiny mouth. So I took a photograph of myself, and they now call them selfies, of course, and put on Twitter, <laughs> who can beat me in a tiny mouth competition? Mm. And amongst the people who tweeted back was Craig from Elbow. He's got a tiny mouth too. And he did a picture. And you thought he would remember And I thought, yeah, because... Tweet. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Why did I think he would remember yeah, yeah. that? So, he, so then I have to, in a very babbling way, explain this in front of a room full of people... And as you hear, that's not a, an interesting story. No. And they're like, okay, okay. And then I become self-conscious, so I start babbling even more. and going, I didn't even know a tiny mouth was a thing. I'm self-conscious about it. And it turns out I've got tiny hands as well. I didn't even know that girls found hands attractive, but my wife says I've got tiny hands that I didn't realise. And she says she's not even bothered about my tiny hands. What she's bothered about is that people think I'll also have a tiny penis, when in fact I've just got a small to medium penis. <laughs> right? And there's more uncomfortable laughter. At which stage there's a knock on the door... And the, uh, the assistant comes in and says, oh, just to let you know, Jeff, your mic is live and we can all hear you out there. <laughs> oh, no. Not on the radio. No, but just like a room audience. full of people, like 30, 40 people have just heard me talking about my... Like, having this very <laughs> uncomfortable conversation. Oh, so you weren't babbling in front of the audience. You're no, babbling just in front, just of, in front of the band in the green room. Oh, that's and kind then, of worse. And then, yeah, so that's ba- embarrassing anyway because I'm humiliating myself in front of musicians who I always feel very uncool around. And then it turns out that 40 people have heard me talking about my small to medium-sized penis. Oh no. And you're off to the race. So and then I have to go out in front of But then of you. what happened when you did get out there in front of everyone? Was there a bit of snickery? Yeah, so I just went out and said, so, so you all heard that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But they must have found it funny, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolute radio. Maybe they thought it was a. <laughs> 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 I didn't mean that. No. Uh, Gemma, have you ever dropped the ball in an interview? Um. <laughs> I am It must right be now. hard. It must be. I. I it makes me nervous to think about yeah, how much you like done. you much like just yeah, you to know. not give something yeah. catastrophic but away just by accident. But you've done junkets and stuff, so you must have quite a yeah. I have given loads of stuff away. The beginning of my career, I didn't really know about the etiquette of what of how to do an interview, and I was very just doing it as I would do it. Mm. And I would always give away like plot. plot. <laughs> <laughs> I remember for the Bond film. So this is one of my first films I ever did. I was like, oh yeah, because then when I die at the end, <laughs> that at the beginning we hadn't even shot the movie and I got in so much trouble. Yeah. It was all over all the blogs because I stupidly didn't realise that people no. give a shit about stuff like that, that people would actually pay to find a, a Bond script in your bin yeah. and reread it even if you shredded it. You know, it's like, you know... Did you so have to I, take lessons in how to... Yeah, I had to, ha- I had to have lessons in how to be... You know, a loop, a little yeah, bit, just a little a li- bit elliptical. Long. Yeah. So, who teaches you that? Well, you get like a publicist because I and I remember as well another another tough thing I did right at the beginning. I did this film St Trillions, which obviously was based on the old St Trillions films where all the girls were slags and they smoked loads of cigarettes. But our version, which was a modern day one, but they weren't that slaggy and they didn't <laughs> no. smoke cigarettes, which I thought was a shame really. And I remember doing an interview for the Daily Mail saying, I mean, it's just a shame, isn't it, that you know the producers just. <laughs> Like pussied out. We should have been smoking cigarettes and doing lines of cocaine in the toilet. That's what some trillions girls would be doing now, surely. And it was all over the press. Oh. <laughs> and they got so angry with me. So after that, my publicist said, 
okay, we need to give you some media training. That's mm. what they call it. So d- how does that happen when, when you um, messed up? Did they call? Did the producers call you? Yeah, and you get um, in really was, big trouble. Well, how do they well, tell they, you off? They sort of say, well, they, there's nothing that they can really do because right. it's been said now, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. They sort of get a bit cross. And I think I remember sort of, you can't really do that, Joey. You can't really do that. But I didn't really, you know. How quick's a turnaround from saying it? What's the shortest amount of time where you've said something and then got the phone call being like, you're, you, you fucked up? I think nowadays it's different because of Twitter. But the beginning it wasn't there. So yeah, it'd be like the next day. The next day. But nowadays yeah. it would be... You don't, you, you don't tweet, though, do no, you? No, not, not at the moment. Although I will be creating <laughs> a work-based <laughs> Twitter for later on in the year. For, 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 Dagenham. Uh, for Dagenham, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and for various other pursuits. But it will not be personal. Well, no. <laughs> I will not be telling you about my... Who? Are you going to get someone else to do it? swan. <laughs> I may have somebody that helps me with it. Yeah. Okay. What, like my, one of my favourite things to watch actors do during press junkets is you know when you see them when they've got the poster behind them of the mm. film mm. and they're sat there and everyone gets five minutes yeah and the, my most favourite thing in the world more so than the movies normally is, is the hello no is seeing them go so what was it like working with like Mel Gibson and then they go oh he's you just find yourself learning so much. Yeah, always. I just, I just think, come always. on, you just want to yeah. say, he's a fucking dick. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. He was in the no trailer. You have no idea how much <laughs> you want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I've had that many times where I've had to actually write down things <laughs> that I could say about You could say, actor. you could just write three because things and say I about every lie. actor. I can't lie. I find it very, very hard. Like I... I just can't, so I have to write things down that are genuine. Like, yeah. well, you know, they work hard. Which is true. <laughs> or, Which is true. At, at, at fucking or you. They, 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 <laughs> they're very good with learning their lines. Or, um, you never said that. You know, they're just, they, they've, they've got really nice hair. Or something. But I can't write, I can't say, you know, we had really great chemistry. Because most of the time, you know, I've had, yeah. I've had to really, really... Because otherwise, even if I lie, if I go, oh, you know, you know, it was great. You can just tell mm. with me that I don't mean. You must feel like you're reading off a script answering those questions in well, junkets anyway. Because a while. like you, you formulate your answers, and it's the trick of the interviewer to try yeah. and get you to deviate. You from do it. after a while just have. The How many same. do you do in a row? Sometimes it's thirty a day, Jesus. maybe sixty sometimes a day. How long do they get with you? Five, Five minutes. minutes. And they come in, Jesus you have Christ. to do that. They Usually they spend most of their time, if they're a bad interviewer, going, hi, hi, um, <laughs> hi, and sitting down. And then you're like, ding, ding, ding. Was it us? You know, <laughs> no, but like, you know, you've do got you, five minutes, and by the time they've yeah. started dancing. Do you have a signal you can give to your publicist? No, the, 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 they will do that. Yeah, I usually have a little look over if it gets a bit awkward. But now I, I used to, because I used to be a real pe- people pleaser and always want mm. to be nice to the interviewer and be like, oh, you asked a shit question, but I'm going to really try and find a way to answer it. Now I just will go, that was a really But bad that's question. why you see, when you see like... <laughs> like, when you see, like that one, How many of them have committed say, suicide really, after hearing really, that? you have five minutes what and the that's fuck? the question you... I mean, what the fuck? Get your head in the game, what the fuck? Chose. But that's the, yeah. day, that's the the modern day... Like when you see those, like, oh, Bruce Willis has been yeah. a dick in an interview, I'm like, well, he probably did 50 before he did that. And some yeah. guy comes in and goes, what was it like driving a car? Yeah. yeah, but it's, just, like, it's, it's, it's his job. But it is true. This has <laughs> oh, he did get 19 million. Yeah. It okay. is part 
Yeah. Like you sign a contract and in that contract you will do this much publicity, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Mm. And it's like any job. If you're a waiter, you have to pretend you like people and smile at them even if they're horrible. Or have yeah. you had to do the have one with the, where you have the headphones in and they ask you questions in a different language? No, I haven't done that before, I okay. don't think. I think so. I've done where it's like broadcasting six countries over like, like live straight there and there so you can't swear. And I always, always swear. Something in your head saying, don't swear, don't swear. Yeah. Don't swear. I, just, I just don't even realise that there's certain words like, shit, that's not a swear word for me. Mm. So I say that all the time. I think yeah. we need to get rid of any ban. I think all words should be free reign. I think if you're offended by swear words, you're a fucking idiot. Like, I don't understand how you you're can... You're fucking cunt. Yeah, you yeah, absolute yeah. shit-munching, <laughs> June-faced cunt rag. <laughs> I, just, I don't understand how people can get upset by words. I know. I'm not sure about the anti-Semitism in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a little. Isn't that unnecessary? That was, I think that's a different oh, thing to be offended by a, a swear word. I don't think it's offensive. I think there is other. There are other things that are way more offensive, like being having no personality. Yeah, or just being, way being, being rude to a waiter. Swe- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were talking. We, I, I was at the cinema with Jeff Field and I. We went to see the double, which I didn't like that you liked. Mm-hmm. And we, Jeff was talking about. Can I talk about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His sperm count. Yeah. Oh yeah, because. <laughs> but, but then the woman came cool over now. to like take the orders. Yeah. And he just was talking about his sperm count, and I felt really embarrassed. So I just said yeah, to you the. Were rude. No, 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 you weren't really into talking about The reason I felt embarrassed was It wasn't like I was ignoring her. She was doing something, typing it into a thing. That was the conversation we were having. And I just carried on having this conversation with Josh while she, you know, typed it into her iPad and got ready to charge us. Josh's point is that. I behaved as if she was invisible and couldn't. No, be that wasn't. No, that my wasn't my sperm. point. I bet you no, my point. liked the idea that you were talking about sperm in front of someone. You that's know. what I. That's no. what got me. It wasn't. I didn't. <laughs> it think, wasn't. It wasn't a good conversation. <laughs> it was very depressing. No, I didn't think you were being rude. I yeah. just. I just had to say to the waitress. I went. Uh, we're talking about sperm, just because I knew she knew. Because then I think you made it more awkward. By yeah, saying I did. That. Yeah, but I'm glad I did that because it. The conversation, so the conversation the deserved to be awkward because we were talking about cum in front of a stranger. But <laughs> did you say to the waitress, sorry, we're just talking about his cum? Yeah, that's yes. exactly what he you said. You said the word C U M. No, he's, he's, no. <laughs> no. no. I, I said sperm. I the word cum spelled C U M offends me more than the word cunt. Really? Because it's a bit sort of like come. juvenile. Yeah, it's it like is. at a bus stop, mm. someone says, I want to come all over your face. It's, they always write C U M. Yeah, C U M. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how to edit this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't have the technological capabilities of how to. So it's going to be in there then, that bit. Um, The bus stop, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but I remember my bus stop in Gravesend where I get my bus. It was really like, if you want to, you know, if you want to have sex with me call this number mm. and it would be a genuine like girl that just wants what? to have sex with no me. it's one of the girls really? mates who writes no it was a genuine no, slag no, no, no. I swear to god really? where I grew up was full <laughs> of slags Gemma <laughs> <laughs> I always think of you as such a feminist and here you are <laughs> this girl who wanted to have sex who's a slag a dirty slag dirty ass slag <laughs> But she could have to go up to people and say, hey, do you want to have sex? But to leave her number at a yeah. dirty-ass bus stop where people write C-U-M for come. Did you ever write... Yeah, but if they'd wrote C-O-M-E, you would have gone, well, that's all right. I would have, no, I would have said, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I just think the, the optimism, <laughs> the optimism of writing that but on a bus stop. 
Like, why don't you try that, Josh? I think it could work for you. That's, yeah. I think if that's you ever an, feel desperate. I think it's an undiscovered part of British culture is what's written inside men's toilets. It amazes me there's never been a book about it. Well, there you or go. Like, don't you know, give it away. Do have you any service station? A glory it's... hole? Have you ever seen a glory hole? Oh, well, that's where you put your, your willy winkle. inside oh. and then someone, you yeah, suck yeah. it and see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard about those, yeah. I d- I've never seen one. I don't There's think one in Germany that's quite famous in Berlin. Plenty. Oh, right, right, yeah. Does it go through yeah. the wall? It's in an old toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in an old toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it is really famous because... <laughs> Sorry, that's very funny. You'd have to have quite a long one. East, west. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is it Hasselhoff's cock? <laughs> yeah, it's David Hasselhoff's cock. As it fell... <laughs> Anyway, sorry, you were saying. No, there's this one next door to the Tiergarten, which is like the park in um, yeah, Berlin. Berlin. And it's and it's a toilet, and people know that there's a glory hole in there. And then people go there, but you would know that actually on the other side it would be, you know, a tramp or something. <laughs> I think that's part of the thrill of it. You I don't think that's not the thrill. That, I think the, the good thing about... Yeah. Yeah. Is, it is it a tramp or is it some hot bird? Yeah. Well, the odds as well. <laughs> probably a hot bird. Yeah, yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> I um, I once was on the lavatory in Piccadilly Station in Manchester and I, I looked to the wall where the toilet roll holder was and there was an eye looking through a hole at me. It wasn't big <gasps> enough for a penis. Shit, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a psychotic I, um, eye. I, t- I talked yeah. about this on the podcast last week before last. The guy on the tube uh, masturbated next to me. <gasps> on the I tube during show. the day? No, no midnight. Ooh. I was leaving a gig. But he was sh- just out there. I was just... leaving a gig in Shepsworth. He was in the carriage next to me. Empty, both carriages empty. Four big like uh, dudes on the end of my carriage, but I'm right at the end, and he's just peering in from the other carriage. When the when the tube pulled up, he kind of gave me this nod, and I was like, "That's weird." Again, the next carriage, but I got in immediately next to him. You know, just separate carriages. And then he's just staring at me one stop, and I glance over. He's staring at me again, another stop. Glance over, and then he stands up, and he's got his hands on either side of the rails. He's wearing these like grey jogging bottoms. And as soon as I tracked down, I did a little glance down and saw. Like these elastic waisted jogging trousers, and he like pushed his erection up against his thigh, like this little sort of dowdy cock. <laughs> and as soon as I as soon as I clocked it, as soon as I went like just glanced down and then immediately shot my eyes back up, he just put his hand down, trying to fucking rubbing one out. I'm sorry, Caught like, you out. Like, I mean, violently, you were, that was violently. sexual assault. Yeah, I know, but you, you can't... could have gone on everyday sexism and reported that. Yeah, I think. I don't think I could. I think that's... Uh, You're not a lady. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you were a lady, Did any part yeah. of you feel flattered? I... To be honest, I don't think I was looking my best that day. <laughs> <laughs> so if, you, if it had seen you on another day, I mean, who knows? Exactly. <laughs> then yeah. you would have been like, well, yeah. of course. I, do you know what made it awful was that I, I started laughing, like hysterically laughing. Because I was, I'd had a few beers. I've been to see a band, and da da da. I was like, <laughs> see a band? <laughs> what? You've gone giddy? You're in the mood? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? I've been to see a band. I've been to see a band. <laughs> you're trying to show your listeners that you have this. You're, you're on the music you scene. What's going on? I was trying to set a scene, Jeff. Right, 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 right. You know what you're supposed to do in a situation like that. Um, and this is good ad- advice for uh, any, anybody <laughs> who finds themselves in a situation. You're supposed to verbalise what's happening. Say so why so, you masturbate. Yeah. So. Sir, sir, you are masturbating at me. You are at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in the direction yeah. of. I me. think you are the object, and he's the subject in that masturbating yeah. at the verb. Yeah, and because to to bring he him into looked, the moment, no, he was he could have easily hurt me. He was a big man. I mean, not big 
you know, down he was, there, but in. But I totally was. got looking at him why he felt the need to have to do that to get his jollies because you could just tell that that he wouldn't in real yeah. life ever. But I, like, I was creasing myself laughing, but obviously I didn't want to look right. He, maybe he got the wrong idea of you uh, laughing at that. Maybe he thought it was a come on. Yeah, because I find somebody laughing at me very sexually. How do you do that? Especially <laughs> during, especially during a sex session, somebody's yeah. laughing derisively <laughs> at me. But really. I'm, Really it's what I know. It's the only thing I know. It's like two thumbs up. But did he? Did you catch his eye again? Like, did you? Did you have a little sneaky peek to see if he was continuing? While no, I, when I pressed my, like, I wrote my phone number on a post-it and just pressed it against the window. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy opening my Instagram. And then you wrote, I was if you too want busy. Time, yeah. If you want to see you, M. Hear me. See you in Gravesend. Yeah, come to Gravesend. <laughs> um, he got off at. Uh, Tottenham Court Road and just went back in the opposite direction so it was obviously like a little holiday love train trip for <laughs> <laughs> just that's a loop a wank so, loop so people should know that midnight yeah. apparently man, be, if you anyone is grey jogging if, bottoms <laughs> elasticated narrows waist. it down there's <laughs> a man being, wearing a tracksuit <laughs> I think it was uh, it actually disturbed me more than I thought it had, like the following few yeah. days. When I think about it, like there's this funny thing, yeah. but I mean, it's you were, you were kind of sexually assaulted, and it's quite dark. I mean, I have to go soon, and I'm, 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 I'm you don't know quite to keen, it. Josh, that you want to end this podcast on a high. And, <laughs> no, and I'm I don't not sure that you're feeling violated by a man who masturbated at you on public transport. Okay, well, let's round this off. We'll stop it. The fact that we've had basically an A-list celebrity and one of the biggest DJs in Britain, and we've just talked about shit. Come on, public masturbation for yeah. 51 minutes. But look, this is what we would talk about if we weren't yeah. doing a podcast as well. Yeah, that's it's true. It's yeah, a absolutely. very honest podcast. It is. I was thinking of asking you when we cut if I could smoke one of your cigarettes. Yeah, you can, but they are pussy cigarettes. I, that's fine. I quit smoking and I, I've run out of e-cigarettes. Yeah, so that's... And I'm looking that's at it now. That's almost like not really a cigarette, that cigarette. Okay. Do you know what I mean? It's not really... Is it a Vogue? Yeah. I like a Vogue. Yeah, those are like the bitch cigarettes. <laughs> Alright, so I thought <laughs> we could round this off with a thing that we were talking about yesterday, which is called stupid. Last week we did uh, first world problems, mm-hmm. but I thought this week we could do stupid things that you have once believed. So, for, as an example, for me, uh, when I was twelve years old, all my friends got into Jimi Hendrix, and someone and I said, "Oh yeah, you know the reason that you know Jimi Hendrix used to put acid in his bandana and when he'd sweat <laughs> on stage." No, this was true. This was true. He put acid in his bandana. Is that not true? And then when he would start sweating on stage, he'd get high. But then my friend, when we were 12 years old, went, yeah, and also, you know all those guitar faces Hendrix makes? You know, like, mm, he pouts when he does his solos. I went, yeah. yeah. And he went, that's because he used to drill a hole in his guitar and fuck it on stage. <laughs> right? Which then when I was 18, like five years later in music college, you was studying Hendrix. Yeah. And I right. said it in front of everyone. Of course, obviously, he put the acid and I went, yeah. And obviously, he used to fuck his guitar on stage. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. though people in that class I'm still in touch with still drill me for it. Yeah. So I thought, wonder, maybe there's other stupid things. But I, can, I feel like from your faces, you're both really... No, I, I, I believed that apple, in, the inside of an apple was made of potato for many years. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> what, what year did this start? I think from the age of about three to the age of maybe even nine. How did you, how did you, how did you come to believe What do you mean, what, the, how far into it? Like, I believed that the, con- the texture of the inside was similar to that of a potato. 
And I'd never eaten a raw. I'd never eaten a raw potato, but I'd eaten many apples, and I just but I'd cut a raw potato to make chips, and I thought, oh, it's the same thing. So I thought that inside a potato was an apple was potato. Can you talk to us about the moment when you were? When, when, when you were shown to be an idiot, <laughs> idiot. like were you, was it humiliating was it like this moment where you know when you made a potato pie uh, yeah well no actually there were two, this coincides with another thing so when I used to tell my sister and it wasn't until she was probably about 13 that I told my sister for many years that I was born with a plastic bit in my bum like an actual bit of plastic in, my, in one of my bum cheeks yeah. and that I couldn't sit on radiators because it might melt <laughs> so many years. It's so surreal. It's Did you know that was a lie? Oh yeah, and but I told all my family. And it How old were you at this point? I probably told her that when I was about four, but it went on until meant for many years, for maybe a, a good ten years, and she believed it vehemently. And I remember sometimes I would say to my aunt, like my family, I'd be like, if she asks, remember I've got a plastic <laughs> in my bum, and they'd say, oh yeah, yeah. One of my anyway, so then this coincides with the potato thing. So then one day, um, she said, "Well, Gemma's got a plastic bit in her bum," and then and then I think my dad went, "Look, <laughs> you've got to know. <laughs> Come here. You've got to know that, that she doesn't actually have a plastic bit in her bum. She's got a normal bum, you know, and she's been pulling your leg." And she was quite upset about it. But that that day. I was, it was also exposed that I believed that inside potatoes. Oh, that's why, because my sister had allowed me to continue with this belief, knowing ah. knowing that potatoes were different to apples. And so you're she's getting even. So she'd made, no, made feel she ridiculous. Found, once she found out that I didn't really have a plastic bit in my bum, she then said, and youth believe yeah. that the inside so of the potato. So it's getting even. Wow. It was an enlightened place, the Arterton household. Yeah. I'm so confused. Then, <laughs> I'm sorry about that, but that's the way it was. <laughs> I think that's a pretty great place to end. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All right, Jeff Lloyd, thank you very much. Thank you for having uh, me. Uh, we, can, we can listen to your show on Absolute Radio four till something on sometimes. Five, five till eight, Josh. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Gemma, thanks a lot. Thank you. When does what's the next thing that you're doing? Uh, I'm doing. We don't got, need to plug stuff if you don't want to. No, I've got two movies coming out this year. One called The Voices. One called Gemma Bovary. And then I'm doing a big fat musical. Do you die in the end of either of them? Um, yep, yeah, I get beheaded <laughs> and um, I get I, I choke. I always die. I choke to death in one and I get beheaded in the other, and then I come back to life. I come back to life all the time. For the sequel? Uh, no, I'm a talking head in a fridge. It's actually very funny. Yeah, they take off my head, my head gets chopped yeah. off, put in a fridge, uh-huh. and then every time the guy opens the fridge, I'm like, hello! <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. So did you have to go inside a fridge, or did they do it all they, I did it inside a fridge. Really? Okay, good, I was good. sitting inside What's the, the name of this movie? It's called The Voices. Great. What's it about? It's about a, a guy that has schizophrenia, and when he's not on his meds, everything's really, really beautiful mm. and pink and with birds flying and like Disney. And then when he's not on his meds, when he is on his meds, everything goes all depressed and real and horrible. And he hears voices when he's not on his meds. Anyway, he's a seri- he ends up killing loads of people and he kills me. But when, because he... I feel like that might be something she shouldn't have said. No, he, you know? he's in the plot synopsis. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Because now I've been media trained, so I know. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I can and can't. You know, obviously from this interview, this is the sort of stuff that I would be media trained to say. Are you going to get in trouble for this interview? No. No one's going to listen to it, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.